Big Fluff. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. Hi, this is Stephanie Smart, and you are listening to Hobo Radio, the best podcast you could ever potentially listen to. And now, your host miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And if you know me, you know that I love Top Chef. I love cooking shows in general. Like that is very much my wind down jam is just to watch any cooking shows, but the best the absolute best is Top Chef. Uh, I've watched every season. I, I love it. It's just specifically my jam, and which is why I am very excited today to bring you an interview with Stephanie Samar, who is one of the three finalists in this season of Top Chef. And uh, if you have been following the way that I have, you know that the final is this Thursday, and I got an opportunity to talk to Stephanie leading up to the final, which I was so excited about anyway. She's utterly delightful on the show. She is uh, just a really fun person in general, and I was excited about the interview, and then I talked to her, and it was great. I mean, you're going to hear it. it. It was so wonderful to talk to her. Uh, if you haven't been following, like this is an all-star season of Top Chef. So she actually talks about the previous seasons that she appeared on. We talk about this season. We get in to the fine details. We talk restaurant wars, which means something. If you, if you watch Top Chef, you know the restaurant wars. So uh, it's all there. This is like, I've always wanted to to talk to someone on the show, and Stephanie specifically is is someone that I've really enjoyed uh, watching her on it, and it was great. It was everything I hoped it would be. I hope that it is everything that you hope it will be. Uh, so without further ado, here is my interview with Stephanie. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. This is so fancy. This is fancy? This is fancy. <laughs> Why? How is this fancy? Because it's a video chat? Yeah. I don't normally do <laughs> things like this. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> also, welcome to my weird apartment. <laughs> oh, well, and as you can see, I'm in my, uh, as you would call it, shitty kitchen. So we're... <laughs> I love that. Mine's right to the left. Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing I wanted to ask is, uh, so I was reading, I think this is from your bio, like your Top Chef bio, but it said that you uh, were only 15 when you began working in the food industry at the Muffin Shop in Marblehead, Massachusetts. 
That's so, true. So I was curious, uh, was that at that point, was that just like you're 15 and you're getting a job or had you always been interested in becoming a chef? Like what, what was that, that first step into the industry? So that was fate. I really fell into it. Um, when I got the job at the muffin shop, I was on the cash register first. And in the first week, the owner called me and she was like, uh, we're negative two grand. And I was like, well, I don't know how that happened. Cause I pressed all the buttons. Oh no. I was just, I was just pressing. I was like, Bleh. um, and so she, she couldn't fire me because I was like a cute kid. She was like, mm, you're nice, <laughs> whatever. So she was like, I'll teach you how to cook. So my parents had sent me to boarding school because that's a very new England thing to do. It's like very new England. <laughs> um, and I fell in love with cooking. They were planning on me being the next president. Oh. And yeah, they were, you know, a few things got in the way. <laughs> but um, by the time that I got to my senior year of high school, they were so excited that I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And like so supportive, so supportive. So that was really like the catalyst that got the whole thing moving. So they went from president to, to chef pretty easily. Like they yeah, I have two other brothers. Oh, okay. So they were like, well, just good luck with them. Are you the oldest? I am. Okay. So they, they just passed it all down. Yeah, I did. I was like, pressure's on you, bitches. <laughs> uh, so then, so what was it from there? Uh, so you worked in the, the muffin shop, like... Uh, I worked at the muffin shop. I worked at, so in Marblehead and whatnot, where I grew up, is very like New England. Um, so... I did all that. And by the time I came to college, my parents were like, that's great. And I went to culinary school and I was like, I love this. It's like, I love this in culinary school. I was a hot mess, <laughs> a hot mess, but they were like, they were very supportive. And by the time that I graduated from culinary school, so I got like an associates and a bachelor's, my parents were like, mm, she, she's, she's got it. Um, and I just started working and I fell in love with working immediately and it's just been so is that the only jobs you've ever had or have all been like in kitchens or i was a babysitter oh okay <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a good thing <laughs> uh, um i babysat what else did i do no only cooking oh wow that's pretty yeah. cool that's just, yeah you don't often meet people that have that like much clarity in like I saw it yeah you saw it no that's awesome uh and then at some point in in the New England scene right you you met Kristen Kitsch right like yeah yeah how did you guys meet so we actually met on the day I was supposed to graduate from culinary school which obviously I didn't walk I was like mm, school <laughs> um she was the protein cooker and I was her entremet and so immediately we forged this friendship that was like, I don't know, you probably have a best friend. Like you meet your best friend and you're like, you're my soulmate. Like, yeah, yeah. It just clicks. You just get it. It clicks. Yeah. So we have been friends, best friends for 14, 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, a I actually, long time. I saw, I think it was on her Instagram that she, she even officiated your wedding, right? She did. Yeah, no, she that's adorable. Did. Like, 
No. I felt like it was like the three of us getting married. I was like, this is so cute. <laughs> That's actually, it's kind of funny. I I have joked with my wife and my best friend that we have been described as a thruple for like the idea We're of... We're a thruple. Yeah. My favorite, I don't really look at Reddit because it's like way beyond what I can do. But my favorite Reddit post that my mom sent me actually was a post of Kristen, David and I at my wedding. Super cute. And it goes, I always thought they'd get together. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So, well, then, I, so I'm curious. So season 10 of Top mm-hmm. Chef, uh, mm-hmm. you both started out on that season. Um, was that was that something you both talked about? How did that come into your life? Like, how did the Top Chef? Yeah. We got an email from Chef Barbara, who was our mentor and whatnot about like potentially applying and we were like that sounds fun that sounds cute like let's do it um and it was expedited so fast so we went on together but both of us had no idea what we were doing right we had no clue had you seen the show Um, like were you familiar with the show at all i loved the show okay so i loved the show (laughs) i was like this is real deal and i was like i'm like a little little beta fish in the grand scheme of things. I was like, um, so we went, it was a joke, not a joke, but like it was something that we didn't take very seriously that all of a sudden was very serious. So you were like, it was like a story to you or something like this would be something. Yeah, It was like, it was like a Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay, we're going to do this. Uh, so then, so season 10, uh, was kind of, like that Nothing. must have, yeah, like that was, you were there, it was like a qualifying rounder. Right? What did they, I forget mm-hmm. how they, they framed that, but like you were there for like a minute and then kind of, yeah. Literally one minute. Yeah. <laughs> was that like a Literally. day? Were you there a day or like how long were you? It was a day. Yeah. And it then, was a day. But then you have this interesting thing where, so Kristen, your friend, like has one of my favorite runs on the show ever. Like it's just, of course. you know, it's, it's a story. It's the argument for Last Chance Kitchen. Like she just, you know, got in there and, she, you know, like that was so much fun to watch. Like Kristen, the most amazing thing, one of the most amazing things about Kristen is that she doesn't fail. And like, I mean, she fails, but (laughs) she, she put her mind to it and she was like, no. And she went through the whole thing. I mean, as like a consumer, as a viewer, I watched her go through that and I was like, wow. No, it it so strong. It had a very cinematic quality because it was like she was wronged, like she shouldn't have been eliminated. She was wronged, and then she went to Last Chance Kitchen like on a mission of like everyone who you know, like this is mine Mm -hmm. to to come. No, it was, and I feel like she came back in the competition just like you know with all the momentum behind her. Yeah, no, so that so okay, so you see that Uh, you're obviously very excited for her. Um, Yeah, she's she's just the greatest. And then, so how does season 11 happen? So Top Chef called again, and I was like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, do you want to come back and be a potential contestant? You still have to go through the whole thing. They were like, do you want to come back and see if you can do it again? And I said, no. (laughs) I am wonderful. My... The biggest mistake that I made was I called my mother 
who I love more than anything. Yeah. And I was like, mama, the whole, they called me. I was like, it's weird. They want me back <laughs> on the show. And my mom goes, call them back. <laughs> and I've never disobeyed at 35 years old. I was probably 27 at that point. But like when she says do something, I'm like, got it. You didn't become president um, though. What is it? You didn't become president though. I did. Well, she knew that there was a couple <laughs> things standing in our way. Um, she told me to call them back and I did. The funniest thing was that the day that we had to go to fly to new Orleans, whatever, my dad picks me up in his Jetta. <laughs> and <laughs> my dad and my mom are in the front seat and I'm in the back seat, literally trying to paw my way out of the car. I cried from Boston over Alabama, oh, no. I want to say. And then I got there and it was one of those experiences where it's like, there's only so many people that get to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's only there. It's a very choice view. And I felt so grateful. And was it, did it feel different the second time? Or were you, what was your headspace oh, yeah. going in? You were more comfortable or? Well, I knew that if I got kicked off, I would come home. And that was a very like driving force. I was like, if I don't kick, get kicked <laughs> off, I can go forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then you so you had your own uh, kind of controversial elimination, um, yeah. uh, <laughs> which, you know, I don't I don't want to bring up the old stuff. I don't want to. Like, <laughs> no, it was it was a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> but what? So I, I just to recap, if people don't remember. So that was the Nicholas uh, season where he he won and but he did was, win but you're weak and you were i think it was, i ever written down you were the seventh i wanted to remember mm -hmm. like a person you made it that far but it was a team challenge and he had immunity and he mm -hmm. put your team in the bottom uh and mm -hmm. there was even the judges and I, I don't think i've seen this a lot on the show but they were asking him if he wanted to like give up his immunity it was not it was not good yeah but in hindsight, and it was very quick the way that I realized it, the best way to get off of a reality cooking competition is to get kicked off for somebody else's food. Because it's sympathetic. I, like it's... Oh, I, f I felt amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I am the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did no wrong. Yeah, so it was, it was, I mean, Nick and I don't talk. I don't even think I have his phone number, but... <laughs> He, he's fine <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it worked out <laughs> he's a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> well i to be fair to him i felt like they put him in a really tough situation because like he won immunity that like that's why you get immunity that was also one of the hardest quick fires it was to yeah. date the yeah. hardest quick fire that i think i've ever done oh wow we couldn't we couldn't get the food done all of us were like, how do we get the skin off the fish? It was so hard. And he, he nailed it. Yeah. So as bitter as I could be, he deserved it. <laughs> and had he given up his immunity and had I won season 11, I would have never had the opportunity to go on All-Stars. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that's a perfect segue. Thank you for that. Of, uh, You're welcome. So, so yeah. So how did this call go? Was this another, uh, were you enthusiastic this time? Did your mom talk you into it? How did you decide? Nope. I was on the elliptical listening to Michael Bolton. 
<laughs> and I got a phone call. <laughs> and I was like, I was like really in the zone. I got a phone call and I had gone through the past year and a half, two years have been really tough, like on my family, on myself, everything had gone really bad. And I got this phone call that was like, Hey, do you want to be an all stars? And the only thing that I saw myself getting out of the heap of shit that I was in was to go on the show. So it was a blessing. Do you it was really, really amazing. Do you think so? Like as a viewer, obviously it's hard to tell, but like, do you think that makes a difference? Like sometimes I feel like the, in kind of like what we talked about with Kristen, but like the people that come in like fired up, I feel like that, that makes yeah. a difference. Like Richard blaze on the, the previous all-star season, like he seemed like he had a Crush vibe it. of like, he w- was not going to be okay if he didn't win. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, you, there's, going on a show like top chef is unexpected no matter what you do. You know what I mean? Even if you sign up, you're like, I have no idea what's going to go on. Um, I think that it just happened to come at the most perfect time. And it really, it really couldn't have been any better. So like, as you said, it is unexpected and they do change it up every season, but did it having gone through season 11, like, did it, did that help you at all this season or, or how does that, no. it doesn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was so much crazier. You know, when we got to that front lineup, when we first walked into California, into LA, I was like, is that Leanne Wong? I was like, oh, farts. I was like, is that, is that Angelo? I was like, oh no. Cause I've been a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've been an actual fan. Um, I couldn't have prepared myself. When you go on a regular season, you're like, hopefully somebody sucks. Yeah. Like somebody has to be really bad. Um, this one was really intense. And then I saw one of my best friends, Karen, and I was like, girl, you lied to me. <laughs> oh. I was like, you told me you were taking the fall off. <laughs> <laughs> so you had taught you two had talked, but you didn't know. <laughs> we had no clue, no clue. It's a very. I imagine it would probably be a little tight lipped, like that you're you're doing it until you know, like you can't mm-hmm. really tell anyone. No, no, no. Uh, and so, what was it like just being back there? And again, as you said, like so, you're you're a fan. Like some of the people you know personally, some of them you've just seen. Mm-hmm. Like, what what was it like early on this season? It was wild. (laughs) It was wild. It was like the Wild West. Um, I was just so excited to be there. But also, like Gregory said it best, it was like on days where we weren't doing challenges, I'd just stay in my room. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I don't want to do anything. Um, It was really exciting. It was really exciting. Did you and Gregory know each other before this? or? No, no, no. Because it seemed like you two, yeah, he seemed like like you guys kind of bonded a bit, like especially on the the Restaurant Wars uh, challenge. Yeah, he is one of those people that you meet in life and you're like, how are you so calm? Yeah. How are you so calm? I can freak out about grapes. (laughs) It's like, um, Gregory is one of those people that you sit down next to him and you you talk to him you know what i mean you you yeah. really talk to him he's been through a lot of stuff and he was just 
so amazing. I thought it was that was so fascinating to me the way he picked his team for Restaurant Wars too, where it seemed like at first I, I was kind of like, huh? How, but then it kind of—I have never seen something so strategic. I know it was brilliant. Like as you watch the episode, you're like. Because at first I was like, "What? Is, how, why is he picking the people that he's picking? Malarkey, then, yeah, Leanne, and me. Mal, yeah, Malarkey I like, first. I was, and then it's like, oh, Malarkey first because he's front of the house and he's brilliant at it. <laughs> like, and then he, yeah. he did that. I was the last picked and I was like, oh God. I was like, this is going to be so bad. We as a team came together so fast. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. No, and that's what was so evident is you like your team just had this synchronicity where everybody was on the same page. Like it was very clear that like Gregory was in charge, but like, you know, you guys were all working together and it it was so singular while the other team had a lot of chaos, you know, on their side. I have to say that in season 11, the same thing happened with Team Underdog. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I don't lose restaurant wars, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't something I do. Um, he, we all questioned what he was doing and like, like what a random team. Yeah. And in the end, he didn't have, like Leanne has a very strong personality. Malarkey has a very strong personality. I can kind of go with the flow. He nailed it. Yeah. And to to celebrate Haitian food, none of us knew anything about Haitian food. Yeah. You know, and that was really important that we listened. It was a very clear vision. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear. Very well executed. I'm trying to. It does seem like there was like a maybe a little bit of like a a peacekeeping that you did in that episode. I think like the in that with Leanne and the servers. Yeah. yeah, There's a little bit. Yeah. You you can't (laughs) yell at people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, so I, I did just want to, so what is like restaurant wars, you know, being a fan of the show, is that like, you know, it obviously feels like a big event when you watch it, but like, what is it like to actually be It's the best? Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's like, so I've been out of restaurants for four years, probably, um, three years, maybe going into restaurant wars is like your best night of service. Yeah, it seems it's like just when the whole thing comes together. Yeah, it's a like it's a crazy undertaking, honestly, right? Like, I mean, it's incredibly ambitious to <laughs> to do it's all. Not, of it. I'm so glad that I've never been the chef of one. Yeah, I'd be like, we're a, we're a dog food catering company. <laughs> um, it is. It's so exciting. I have to say, other than last night, uh, Restaurant Wars is one of those experiences where you're like so dialed in yeah does it kind of just like you just i don't know do you forget the cameras are there at some point like how is it like just being there like does it oh yeah they're they're not yeah (laughs) i mean the camera people the people behind the cameras are people yeah and you know that they're there but like the actual cameras you don't you don't focus yeah uh do you watch the episodes like do you actually oh i do yeah how is that weird yeah, I would imagine. Really weird. <laughs> does it like because you have a memory of doing it? I would assume so. Like, does it? Is it like? Do you see like kind of? Does it play differently from your your memory? Or no, like no, it's very much in tune with what I remember. It's just weird to be like, well, there I am. <laughs> my my <laughs> my husband's so funny. He's like, there you are, stuff. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, then you had an episode um, with both of you, too. So you, you both got to watch both of you in the episode, too. Which was very yeah. sweet, by the way. Like, I, I really loved seeing both of you together. He's, he's such an angel. Um, it was, he showed up, and I was like, it's like you forget who your spouse is for a second. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is so fun. Um, he is my biggest cheerleader by far. Even when he's not, he still is. <laughs> he seems like he's also maybe a calming influence on you a bit. Yes. So, little known story, I hired him. Oh, wow. Back in the day. <laughs> I was like, at least he doesn't shut up, but at least he's cute. Um, so he he does have a very calming effect. He's gone through everything that I've been through in my life for the past 10 years with me. And that's like an undertaking, but also amazing. Uh, well, so what is it like to to make it to the finals? Like, what was it like to, to make that cut to, to go to Italy and then, you know, to be to be here? Oh my God. So I, my mom's a flight attendant and I've flown around the United States, but she wasn't international, which was kind of hard. I've never been anywhere. Oh. <laughs> I went to London eight months before we shot the show. So I had gotten like a little London vibe. Um, you know, I, you go into these situation well nobody goes into these situations i went into the situation and was like so excited and to hear that we were going to italy i it didn't process necessarily we were driving up to barga or parma or wherever it was and everybody else had been to italy and like gone through everything and i refused to sleep <laughs> because i was like if i shut my eyes i'm gonna miss something epic <laughs> um it was it was so exciting. It was it was the most incredible trip of my entire life. I think that translates too. Like watching it, you can kind of see that. There's I do think there's like a brightness in your eyes as you're kind of like My mind was blown. Yeah, no, you can I think that reads like in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. I talked to David. So we spent our first wedding anniversary obviously apart. And I was like, let's go with, I don't think they showed it, but I was like, it's, I miss you so much, but I gotta go. I'm going to go do some fun things. And he was like, all right, I'm going to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's not just that you guys are apart, but having very different, like, very different lives <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> I just, I loved it. And I, you know, now that we're at the finale part, I just, I never pictured myself being anywhere else. You know, I didn't necessarily picture the finale. Like my sight wasn't that far, but how exciting. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Like what was, you know, what was the feeling? Yeah. So obviously I don't know what happens next. I don't want to know what happens next, but, uh, at this point in the show, uh, after what we've seen, like, what, what were you feeling? Like, what, what, where did you feel like knowing that you're going to be competing in the finals? What's going through your mind? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, shit. It was 
and is still one of those feelings that it it was mind blowing. Even Padma was like, staff, you're still here. I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, I'm still here. Thank you. Um, I wasn't necessarily scared of the cooking or the experience. It was just living in the moment. I think it's the only way you probably could do it, right? Like that's anything else would probably be overwhelming. For, absolutely. Fortunately, that's all the brain space I have <laughs> where I was like, all right. Um, it was so exciting. Well, since speaking of Padma, I'm just kind of curious, like what, uh, what are those like judges tables like, like, what is it like to, to stand there and have those experiences? They're long. They're informative, they're intimidating, and they're exciting. And then they're they're really something. And is that like that's the only interaction that you really have with the judges, too, right? Like is yeah ish, you know, like basically ish. like what we see on TV is most of the interaction that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, there's always that funny thing for me, like watching is like, we always see so much more than the judges, like they just try the food, like they don't see a, all the behind the scenes part of it. No, they don't. But that's what makes judges table and the judges so perfect for it. Like they don't, they don't get the backstory. Yeah. So emotions can't play into it. Yeah. It's just the food, which is what it should mm-hmm. be. It is fun, by the way, as a viewer to have very strong opinions on who you think should win and shouldn't win when you have, I've never tried any of this food, but you're like, you watch it and you're very sure that they either got it right or got it wrong, which is a funny thing. I feel like my dad. So I was home last week with my mom, who's a little bit sick. My dad was like, Stephanie, if you do not delete Twitter, (laughs) I go at the jugulars <laughs> people who are so mean people who can be so cruel um it's it's so interesting yeah nobody tastes the food to be honest with you i tasted gregory and i made really good food in the salty sour challenge i tasted kevin's food in last chance kitchen we don't really get to taste each other's food. Yeah. Like you're going so fast. And by the time that you, they're like, okay, enjoy this buffet. You're like, I'm so nauseous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what? So sorry. I, you get hate on social media or like what? I do. Why? It's very minimal. Kristen and I talked about it yesterday and she was like, Steph, please don't read any of this (laughs) stuff. Somebody told me that the, most surprising thing that happened in 2020 was Gregory getting kicked off before me. And I was like, please pause. Oh, (laughs) I was like, have we seen the Australian fires, the (laughs) pandemic, black lives matter, murder hornets. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I don't think when they, you know, when (laughs) poor kids in the future have to learn about 2020 in their history books, I I don't think top chef is going to make it like, it's not going to make it. When I said to this guy, I was like, well, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a, yeah, that's such a terrible thing. Cause like, obviously, you know, I liked Greg and I was surprised to see him eliminated, but I would like that impulse to be like, well, and someone else, like, I'm going to blame another contestant for like, you know, or like take it out on them. 
baffling and they pick the contestant who can't keep their mouth shut (laughs) 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 oh god so you and my daddy like you respond my daddy oh i respond (laughs) i go right back at them like what do you say sometimes i don't sometimes i just write a yikes (laughs) 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 or like a um i can't keep my mouth shut I was never bullied as a child, which is a blessing. You know what I mean? Like I was never bullied. Nobody ever gave me shit. I was always like a good kid, whatever. At 35, I have become a force. (laughs) (laughs) That's great though. I think that's, you know, it's, it's it's certainly something. (laughs) I mean, it seems to be working for top chef. So I think that that (laughs) just don't be mean. (laughs) Uh, well, again, so obviously the, the finale, uh, we haven't seen it yet. We don't know what happens, but, uh, what, so first of all, you, you have this secret essentially that you've been (laughs) keeping from the world, which I would, uh, imagine is very difficult. Also, the world is a very different place as you just kind of hit the highlights of Mm -hmm. from when you filmed this, which is weird. I live in LA and it's like the LA I'm oh, watching. Oh, you do? Yeah. So the LA I'm watching on TV is very different from, it's like, oh, restaurants. I remember when you went to those. Like, I don't even, I don't even remember. <laughs> I know. I feel so. But, but yeah, so for you, like, uh, I guess, yeah, what has this time since you filmed the show been like? And obviously, you know, it's been a very different world since mm-hmm. then. Yeah. <laughs> such a loaded question i know um maybe the world needed a reset to figure out what really matters and you know it's been cool like maybe i didn't have fifteen thousand people around me while i watched the show but it's been really eye-opening because you can be really selfish when you're on a TV show. It can become a very me, me, me thing. And it took the me out of it and made me see what was really going on. So as much as it sucked, as much as I haven't been able to like do the regular things that, you know, like a season would bring me, it's brought so much focus onto issues and to think just life, you know what I mean? Like not to get political, but like the presidency, the government, the way even Massachusetts handles things, it's, it's been good. And I think that the greatest thing that Top Chef has provided in the time that we've been stuck in the house is that it lets people know when Thursday is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's good, <laughs> you, it's you know good to I have mean? something... Like, to mark time for we, we sure. We literally are like, oh, it's Top Chef Thursday. <laughs> and that, you know, I've never tried to like create a big thing around myself. But I think that Top Chef has given people a lot of release, a lot of like moments to look forward to, people to root for, things that are out of their life, people that they don't know. And had I known what we were doing in September, October, November, I wouldn't change a thing. 
Oh, well, that's good. No, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> like, yeah. And it is, no, it, it, you both know when Thursday is and it's a nice little like hug almost <laughs> like every a hug to have top exactly. chef. Yeah, it's nice. It it feels very comforting. I, I mean, I love cooking shows anyway, because I find them very comforting, but like particularly top chef still being there gives me hope for the it's future. number one. Yeah, it, it is the best. No, it's definitely the best. <laughs> it's number one. <laughs> As like a weird fan of the show, you're just like, oh shit. Uh, well, what, uh, like, so you have your, the Instagram cooking show, uh, that you've been mm-hmm. doing, uh, but I have to post that. <laughs> I'm keeping you from, <laughs> from, no, you're not, you're not. Uh, but I'm just curious what else, uh, so after this, like what, what's, mm-hmm. what, you know, obviously the future is a bit uncertain as we've covered, but like what, where, where are you headed next? Like, what do you think is next? I really like what I do. I really like being a private chef. I like going to people's homes. I've watched kids by I mean grow up, I mean for like 3 years, <laughs> but go from like toddlers to actual children. Yeah. I really like what I do. I would love for the Food Network to give me a TV show where I can do a daily theme. Yeah, they should do something. that. They should do that. Um yeah, I'd like to be the blonde Ina Garten. <laughs> um <laughs> Which is not going well. My hair appointment canceled today. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, you had three months. <laughs> um, I like what I do. I like where my life's at. My brother and I talk about it a lot. My brother, Wyatt, about, you know, I could grow this business. I could do all of it. But I like touching every plate. It's important to me. Yeah. Which is something that you do have to give up at a certain level of, you know. Like you if, do. Yeah. You do. And I gave it up for a, a very long time and then brought it right back. That's great. Uh, is there, I'm trying to think, is there anything I didn't ask you about that you do want to talk about? Or You didn't ask me for my social security number. Okay. Um, which I'm not going to give you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. Okay. Well, my plans to catfish you have now fallen through, but like, done. Yeah. But other than that, I'm, so, I'm sorry I ruined it. No, it's it's okay. It's it's for the best. <laughs> I don't want to deal with all that hate on social media, so I don't. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, the man. worst thing that happened in 2020. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Is, oh man, like, is Instagram nicer? Because I follow you on Instagram. Instagram's like, Instagram's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I feel like that's why I don't see it. Like I'm like Instagram. You don't have to go on the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and Facebook, Facebook. So I think of it like in the progression of like a family. So Facebook's like your grandma. Instagram's like your mom. And Twitter is like your annoying little brother. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I think that, mm-hmm. that tracks. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I have any more questions. I, um, I love you, it. You answered everything. This was lovely. Uh, I want to wish you good luck, which is silly because you already know what happened. But <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I'll take your luck. <laughs> See? Great stuff. I, I didn't oversell it, right? Like, she's delightful. It was a wonderful chat. I was so happy to get to talk to her. I could have talked to her for hours and hours. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you're a fan like me, I hope you check out the finale. And uh, if you did enjoy it, please go to hobotrashcan.com. 
check out the archives, listen to previous interviews. You know, there's a lot of interviews to check out. So go back through the archives. You know, maybe right now you're in quarantine. You've been doing a rewatch of The Wire or watching Defy Bloods. I've got a bunch of interviews with cast members from The Wires in the archives, including Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who is in Defy Blood. So you can uh, see my interview with him. You can read that. You can find out where the origin of him saying she comes from. So there's that. Uh, If you're watching Rick and Morty, I got an interview with Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. I got Patton Oswalt. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I got people from The Walking Dead. Just please go check it out if this is your first interview. See what else we got. Maybe subscribe to the podcast. But either way, thank you so much for listening. And remember, question everything. Till I get in that coffin Till then rolling with the young blossom Long sim like Jack John Stockton Yo, this is what it sounds like to rap like Bronson I never thought I'd get it figured out Getting into debt is even never getting out Yo, I'm probably getting the victory right now Then till I get with the picture I sit with the loop on I'm feeling at home now My feet on your futon And you do what you want I know you will, yeah And I started out sort of chill 5 a.m. Now I'm going in the overkill I remember when 28 was over the hill Now I was feeling real close like dinner time Waiter, can I get another glass of that winter wine? Cause that's my shit, uh I'll put that on, that's that wit, uh Ain't your friend, that's that snitch, uh. I'm logging in and I'm blocking that bitch No, I don't wanna see another big Lost that flame like I need another big Lost that light like I'm headed for the Sith But I'm headed for the best of the best of the best Like Smith, yeah. <laughs> um, I do, if you don't mind, uh, for the intro, uh, if you're willing to just do like, yeah. uh, uh, this is uh, Stephanie and you're listening to Hobo Radio and you could say anything that you want after that. Okay, done. Do I have to do it now? Yes, whenever you're ready. Is this like the moment that I do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Give me one second. All right, I got it. Hi, this is Stephanie Smart, and you are listening to Hobo Radio, the best podcast you could ever potentially listen to. Perfect. No, that was great. I'm using that now. That, yeah. that, was, that, that felt good. Yeah, that was good. All future uh, mm-hmm. you know, requests for interviews are going to have that quote in them now. So The expectation was high, <laughs> but we delivered. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy 
do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.